Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Today afternoon, it's time to talk Super Bowl. We head to Philadelphia. Joining us now, he works for SiriusXM Mad Dog Radio and SiriusXM NBA Radio. Tom Byrne joins the show. Tom, great to talk to you. How are you? Two of my guys. I'm doing very well. How you guys doing? Very well, man. Long time no chat, Tommy. It's been a while. I mean, listen, there's a lot to do here in Philadelphia with the Eagles and the Sixers are playing well. It's about time. I know in Portland you still have CJ and Dane, but I don't know. I think you guys are somewhere in the middle, unfortunately. And it's probably going to stay that way for a while. That's how the NBA works. So, yeah, I want to get your thought on yeah. uh, on just the, the the mood in Philadelphia. How different is it today as opposed to the days leading up to Super Bowl Thirty Nine? Well, it's different because this team has a different feel to it. That team was considered to be, at that point, an up-and-coming team like this one is. But there's more love for this team, believe it or not, Travis and Chad, because guys are really gravitating to the underdog role. You know, it's a underdog team, and that kind of fits the city's personality anyway. It wasn't before Wentz went down. He was an MVP candidate. Remember, they also lost a nine-time Pro Bowl left tackle. Jason Peters, a three-time Pro Bowl running back, Darren Sproles. So it's shocking the world, but here it's just making people go nuts, even more so than usual. So I think there's a sense that this team fits the city's personality, that they're a team of destiny. It's pretty crazy. I mean, anytime they go to the Super Bowl, it's comparable because it's going to be unbelievably crazy anyway. But believe it or not, I think there's actually more, more optimism surrounding this one. Hey, Tom, I love that Eagles front seven. They destroyed Case Keenum in the NFC title game. But Tom Brady against that Jags front only pressured on eight of 41 dropbacks. Will this uh, Eagles front be able to get pressure on Brady? Well, they better. I mean, it doesn't take a genius to figure out they have to get pressure, right? Every talking that is America this week, well, they must pressure Tom Brady. Well, no freaking kidding, right? <laughs> also, sky is blue. But bottom line is they're right at the same time, and I think they should be able to do that. The defensive line has been outstanding all year. And ultimately, I think that's why they have a puncher's chance because theoretically they should be the better team in almost all aspects of the game, especially at the line of scrimmage, offensively and defensively. And if you look at the numbers for the Pats, they're lousy in terms of stopping the run. The Eagles have three running backs who can run the ball. So the bottom line is they have to be dominant in all those other facets of the game because you guys know this as well as anybody. You're going up against Tom Brady. It's not an historical team, but it's an historical quarterback who's never out of it and a defense, thanks to Belichick and Patricia, too, that always outperforms its stats in a big spot. You know, the, the job Doug Peterson has done with uh, Nick Foles and, and playing to his strengths, just how different is this offense now as, as opposed to when Carson Wentz was still the quarterback? It's, it's different, but it's very similar because, look, I think Doug Peterson – is a guy who most in Philadelphia weren't exactly sure about before the year, myself included. I mean, I didn't think he was the right answer, but he's won me over because he's balanced out the offense, okay? Makes it a lot easier for his quarterback, whereas his predecessor, Andy Reid, never balanced it out. He got too pass-happy, 
they became predictable. So whether it's Carson Wentz or Nick Foles, you understand, say, look, we need a balance. We need to be able to run with Blunt. We need to be able to run with Ajayi. We need to be able to run with Clement. And that's why I give him a ton of credit. And these guys would run through a brick wall for him. So Peterson has actually been a guy who's been a godsend. I don't know if I trust him yet, Chad Travis, in a big moment late when it comes to clock management. A couple weeks ago, you noticed they, for whatever reason, with two timeouts, elected not to use one. They rushed up to the line of scrimmage. Next thing you know, they're panicking. Penalty, and they ended up using a timeout anyway just to avoid a 10-second runoff. They ended up getting like a, a lucky break. If you remember, went off the guy's knee, and they ended up kicking the field goal. Yeah. So I don't know if I trust him there, but he is aggressive, and he's not going to play to lose. So look at what Jacksonville did. Jacksonville, with 53 seconds left and three timeouts, elected to take that lead into the locker room. Conversely, Doug Peterson, with 24 seconds left, all three timeouts for 20, elected to go for it, and they ended up with the three points. So I like his aggressive nature. I can't really say anything about Doug Peterson. It's not a positive at the moment. Hey, Tom, what was your thought as soon as Carson Wentz went down with the injury, and what's been your reaction to seeing Nick Foles play the way that, they, the way that he has, including that, I mean, really one of the best performances we've seen in championship play with that game against Minnesota? Well, obviously it was devastation, right? I mean, it, it, I could feel it. I did the national radio stuff now, but I still have a pretty good sense of what's going on around here because I'm still stationed here. You could just feel it from everybody. Everybody was down in the dumps, but at the same time, it's weird because the national media also was devastated and in the dumps about the Eagles championship hopes, evidently, because they plummeted big time. And that got me thinking, why in the world are they twice over now an underdog in their own building in the postseason? As great as Wentz was, and he was, it's not like it's a typical scenario where you lose your quarterback and you go to a backup so theoretically, the 34th, 35th, 36th best quarterback. Nick Foles is better than half the quarterbacks in the NFL. We all know that. This guy was a Pro Bowl guy in the past. And if he went blind resume test before the postseason, and I did this, and 62% of the vote went to Foles, and they didn't even realize that, over Keenum, over Bortles, you realize this team had a puncher's chance. Yeah, it's a backup, but this is not Jeff Hostetler going through the San Francisco 49ers with Joe Montana on the center. Case Keenum at home, for goodness sake. So, I think overall the team has been discounted too much because of Foles. Foles is going to be a guy who fetches some good assets for the Eagles in a trade eventually and is probably better than half the starting quarterbacks in the league. How much do you think the Patriots are going to blitz him? Because if they do, with the way the Eagles spread the field out, that could uh, create some good matchups for Foles. Yeah, I'm not sure. That's a great question. You never know with Belichick. He'll have some wrinkle up his sleeve. I'm sure they're going to try to pressure him. He had struggled under pressure during the regular season. But during the postseason, obviously, he's putting up historical numbers, whether they're pressuring him, getting no pressure. It's not really working much. So that remains to be seen with Belichick, guys. You know as well as I do and Patricia, they'll be, some, they'll be doing something that nobody's seeing. They'll put some wrinkle into the mix that wasn't being talked about for two weeks, you know, prior to the game or even this week on Radio Row where guys are breaking down every last you know, detail, every minutiae that nobody cares about. Tom Byrne is with us, Sirius XM Sports. Yeah, obviously, you're a lot closer to, to seeing this team every week than we are. What are we missing about this Eagles team? What, where where can you see, and the guys who focus on this team every day and every week see things that, that we can't? What are we missing? Well, I'll tell you what you're missing, a team that's incredibly close-knit. Like, I don't know if I believe in the whole football gods thing, the Eagles, have won in 48, 49, and 60, but it's almost like it doesn't matter because it was prior to the Super Bowl era. They don't have a ring yet. It's an extremely passionate fan base, so they're due one. 
and this should be the year when nobody expects it, right? That's kind of the mantra that the football gods are going to reward them. I don't buy any of that stuff. What I do buy is a team that's close-knit that would run through a wall for each other. This team is really close-knit. I'll tell you how close-knit they are, guys. This will surprise you. They're a spiritual team, and they're also a religious team. There are at least six guys, at least six, that's what we know of, that were literally baptized in the team pool. I kid you not. Wow. Because Carson Wentz is the team leader, and he's a very spiritual guy, not overbearing. But that's how close-knit this team is. They went on a trip to, I forget where it was during the regular season, but they were in Florida I think it's when they went to play the the Chargers, wasn't it? They were baptizing guys out there in L.A. Yeah, yeah, so you know the story. And it it sounds weird, right? But then you think about it and say, my God, these guys really do love each other. And there's something to that. I mean, you know, the Pats feel like a business, right? The Eagles feel like a bunch of guys that are out there playing. How much that'll make a difference on Sunday? Who knows? Probably not much but it's something to consider and something that most might not know. Tom, you also uh, are a host on NBA radio, so we got to get your thoughts on the Blake Griffin trade. Uh, obviously, it's good that they, they shed a whole bunch of salary in L.A., but what does this mean for the big picture for the Clippers? Well, I think the Clippers are tearing it down. Um, they should have went that direction, if you ask me, before the year, though. Why give them the max deal and go through the whole charade of him coming to your building and seeing his number retired and everything else? It's kind of odd. Because if you think about it, if they would have elected to go that direction and strip it down immediately, they'd be looking at a one, two, three pick. So they get a Porter, a Doncic, the kid from Oklahoma, whoever you love, they'd be in the mix. Right now, they wouldn't even be in the lottery. So it's weird timing. Now, the other side will say, well, wait a minute. They got value in return, though. But what did they really get? Outside of the first-round pick, which is nice, they didn't get that much. I mean, Avery Bradley's in the final year of his deal will probably walk. Are we going to make a real big deal about Tobias Harris? He could score some, but at the same time, you're trying to blow it up now. It'd be better not to have a Tobias Harris there, winning games that you don't necessarily need to win. It looks like they're going to look to unload Lou. They'll probably get some decent in return for him, DeAndre Jordan, too. So ultimately, I think they're doing the right thing because they're getting rid of all the salary, and they're going to go out there not only in the 2018 free agency, but the 2019 free agency and be active players if feels weird because it's a Clippers organization. But at the end of the day, it's still L.A. That's going to be the hope for Jerry West and company. I think Doc's done. I didn't really love to trade from either side, though, guys, to be honest with you. Blake Griffin's the elite talent. Typically, the team that gets the elite talent wins the deal. But he's only in year one. Now they have $61 million into Drummond and Griffin. Throw in Reggie Jackson. That's the core. Is that core good enough to compete at a high level with? So they just maxed out what they could do now moving forward to improve this team, and it doesn't feel like their ceiling's going to be high enough to compete at a championship level. Hey, Tom, before you go, how's this Super Bowl play out? What do you think? I predict heartbreak for yours truly. And it's going to be an emotional <laughs> show when I go on point after right afterwards with Bad Dog Sports Radio. Who knows? I might be crying. I might be screaming and yelling. No, I'll be composed. But I do believe it's going to be a heartbreaking loss. Late field goal. You trust Brady. You don't know if you could trust Foles yet. I think that's the bottom line. Tom Byrne is our guest. Sirius XM Mad Dog Radio. Sirius XM NBA Radio on Twitter at 1TomBurn. Tom, really appreciate the time. Thanks so much, man, and enjoy the Super Bowl on Sunday. You're a stud, Tom. Anytime, fellas. Anytime. Appreciate it. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. 
Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.